Let's go, baby. Football cards collecting and investing. The NBA Finals are officially over. And now, Andy, this is what we love to call clip season, right? Where you look at all these highlights. The Underwear Olympics is happening. No pads on, no nothing. But you see one young receiver make one grab. You think he is the next great thing. We saw it last year with Romeo Dobbs. But Andy... You make a good point. Before we even started today's show, you talked about the hype cycle. And over the next month, Andy, things are going to start heating up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Because when, when there's smoke, there's definitely fire, especially with the basketball finals, especially being over. And uh, you're, you're getting these, these little clips from OTAs can either make you look really good or really bad. But just generally speaking, uh, looking at the, the graded sold data, from our web app over the past 30 days, we have sales activity up uh, significantly on all the all the major players, all the major players. The Burroughs, I would say Patrick Mahomes is not up. I'm trying to get back to the window, but he's he's not up significantly. And that's because I think his prices are already so high coming off the Super right. Bowl that it's they're just too high for people a lot of people to really get in especially people to get in at volume right especially 2017 product doesn't nearly have the same print runs uh as the, in, in population as the cards uh, today from like burrow lawrence justin fields he's up 25 percent in graded sold volume over the past 30 days um two was up even five percent 102 graded to a cards have sold in the past week that's a that's a pretty big that's a pretty big number and it's a five percent increase week over week mac jones up 28 percent carter jamar okay. chase up five percent yeah McCorkle. even josh allen's up 7.8 percent 69 graded josh allen cards have sold in the past week so pretty pretty impressive if you have DeAndre Hopkins cards, list them now because whenever he signs, there's definitely going to be a push, especially if he goes to a contender. Now, if he goes to the Tennessee Titans, I don't think there will really be a whole lot. But it will be interesting to see. We say hi to Chad. Mr. T's trying to sell me cards already. Nathan Diamond T. Joshua, my guy from PHL Nation. We say hi to Bob. So once again, if you're listening to this on a podcast version once again every Tuesday, 1.30 Central. You're with your boy Andy and me, Cartarius Bryant the third. So, um, look, Andy, for me, uh, the clip season is just going to be insane. Uh, we saw it last year with Romeo Dobbs. I, I mentioned him, but there's plenty of different guys you can go to. So, you know, for me, Andy, I, I think over the next couple of weeks – as you know, more product hits, uh, get, gets out into uh, the the atmosphere here. I still think prices are are going to go up. Uh, for for you though, who are some players that you are targeting to buy right now for a potential quick flip? Well, uh, so so right now I am looking at a lot of RB twos and threes. I'm looking okay. at guys like a Ty, Ty Chandler, Jerome Ford. I'm looking at some of these RB twos just because there has been uh, vacated carries. There's been there's going to be big opportunities. There's going to be times where they get to run with the ones on the field in training camp and preseason for them to flash, especially guys that can run a sub four, four that look electric when you see them in those clips, 
you know, like uh, maybe Pierre Strong in New England. Now that um, uh, James Robinson has been released due to health reasons, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris both bump up in the pecking order behind Ramadre. Also, a lot of people just anticipate, hey, Ramadre is going to be uh, this bell cow workhorse role, even though that wasn't the case whenever Damian Harris was healthy last year. So I take advantage of it from uh, both angles. I'll buy super cheap on some of these RB2s and 3s and sell them during the preseason hype cycle. I'll flip those guys and basically just go in based on height adjusted speed score. I'm looking for guys that can run a sub 4-4 that are young, that people don't know a lot about Carter and then go and see what rookie autos are available for them. And if they're in that like five to ten, fifteen dollar range, depending on what the supply is, then that's I know that's a, a perfect flip opportunity for me to get in on in the the um, to flip in the preseason. Yeah, and it's very important to understand that this is different than what we were talking about just a few seconds ago. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. That's higher in stuff. Andy uh, on this channel has made it a point that it's not just about the quarterbacks. You can do your more affordable collecting. So let's go to a question really quickly here from Mr. T. Are wide receiver twos worth looking at or do you stick to the big three starters? Wide receiver twos are much like RB2s and RB3s in the preseason process, especially once again, if they run a sub 4-4, they have that electricity uh, to them. It's almost like watching Kadarius Tony, or when you watch Paris Campbell in OTAs. I mean, the guy always looks incredible, and he's always making these, these crazy catches, but this is non-contact. So it's what the beautiful thing about it. These guys can look absolutely incredible, in non-contact scrimmage play without actual defenders on them, without actually even having pads on right now. And this could cause the excitement for them to to go up. You know, all of a sudden people are, you know, they're thinking, oh, my man, the new quarterback has got the chemistry with them, or they're going to have chemistry with this quarterback, and they're actually going to leapfrog this guy on the depth chart. There's a lot of ambiguous wide receiver rooms in the NFL and we know that the breakout has has massive potential for wide receivers, uh, the spike. And and so I think it's it's just a, it's a highly relevant target as well um, when you're looking at wide receiver twos. And just for clarification here, there's a difference in wide receiver two and how Andy's talking about it, and then like fantasy wide receiver two. So, yeah. um, so Andy's talking about backup wide receiver. So. Let's say someone, well, no one's get his products not out yet, but someone like a Marvin Mims, right, who might not start on Denver's three deep with Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy, but they spent a lot of draft capital to go get him, um, and Sean Payton loves to draft his own receivers. That's just something that he's always done with the Saints. So, so yeah, just uh, to clarify here now we'll take one more question before we get in our next topic and we will go to joshua do you know if there are any card shows coming up and are there any card shops with one dollar bin so i'll answer the first one yeah there's some big ones obviously dallas card shows got another one coming up but andy the big one and we want this to be crystal clear we are going to the national andy and i are going to the national we uh, got everything booked. We don't have our full itinerary set yet. So if 
you are a super diehard card quester or if you're just someone that's new to the channel, we would love to meet you guys. So reach out to us on social media. But are there card shops with $1 bins? The answer is yes. Pretty much every sports card shop is going to have a $1 bin. And I highly recommend you sort through each and every one of them. Um, Andy, I've done really well with $1 bins. How about you? Yeah, I've had some success. I've been to a card shop in a long time, but the one here locally in Tampa does have $1 bins. They've even got $1 dedicated football bins, which is even more fun. You know, it's if it's dedicated to the sport that, that you're after, um, you can absolutely find deals in there. You just gotta just gotta hunt them down. I would say even check coin shops, check just general collectibles shops because there's a good chance that people walk in off the street and say, Hey. I've got these, you know, two boxes of cards that they just got from maybe an estate sale, garage sale, cleaned out of a storage unit. Uh, I mean, there's a, so many different reasons of why they could have brought in the cards. But the collectibles guy, it, they understand that sports cards are very popular. They're they're having a renaissance right now. So, you know, even though it's not 2020 or 2021, they still understand they're very popular and they'll buy that stuff a lot of times. And I've found that at and coin shops as well, Carter. Yeah, and look, I I love going through the dollar bins, especially if it is a smaller show, because if it's a if it's a big show, you want to go through and see all the absolute big, big, big cards. But if you're at a smaller show, um, you know, you you have time to go through if you get to let's say like a card show if you get there early enough you have time to go through all the dollar bins so um yeah if, if it's like a 40 or 50 table show go through those dollar bins and see if you can uh find something lavishka chenault uh a few years ago i made a killing uh just finding lavishka chenault uh silvers didn't turn out to be any good but i flipped them before the season actually began so um so, yeah, I, I highly recommend you do it. But for the most part, Andy, I don't do as much dollar bin stuff at, at shows anymore, but I should do more. So, um, Andy, as far as, like, the next topic is concerned, uh, let's actually get to to this one, though, from, from Bob, because I do think a lot of people have questions uh, about players like an Alexander Madison uh, got 50 bucks for the Madison playoff RTA could have held out for more, but was only in it for 20 or than double. You pulled the trigger and guarantee a profit. So Andy, your thoughts on, on Bob, uh, letting it rip, uh, for, um, uh, 100% profit right here. And, uh, yeah. your, thoughts, your thoughts on Madison moving forward. Oh, I, I 100% agree with the flip. I mean, great profit, right? But let's face it. I mean, Madison, he doesn't have elite draft capital. He doesn't have elite speed. He actually wasn't even that efficient last year, only a 3.8 yards per carry average, a 3.7 yards per carry average in 2021. Uh, so I'm I'm not really bullish on Alexander Madison. A lot of people just automatically assume he's going to take over some kind of bell cow workload. That's not how it is. We know the Vikings defense is going to be terrible and they've got incredible passing weapons. Kirk Cousins, a uh, prolific passer in the NFL. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, Carter, a lot. And we know the, the, the featured weapons on that team is going to be Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, now Jordan Addison, 
You know, it's it's not going to be featured around Alexander Madison. Yeah, he's going to be a grinder back between the 20s. He's going to get a couple touchdowns at the goal line. Uh, but I'm looking at guys like Ty Chandler to step up. Maybe even um, uh, Mc, uh, what's, uh, what's the rookie's name that they drafted? Slipping my... Dwayne McBride. Dwayne McBride, yeah. Even Dwayne McBride to step up. You know, I'm expecting Alexander Madison to get a 40 for 50% opportunity share. But the guy's 25 years old, heading into now his fourth year. Like, I, I'm not like I'm taking profit on him all day long, anywhere I can right now. If I had his cards, I am too, just simply for like the profit cycle. But I actually do think he's going to be pretty good this year. Um, I, I like the Vikings offensive line. I understand Ty Chandler, right? He's uh, somebody that I would be grabbing at the end of underdog fantasy drafts. And by the way, Underdog Fantasy, type in the promo code QUEST or promo code CARTER, uh, and go ahead and sign up. What are you doing? Get involved. Underdog Fantasy. Um, but, yes, I actually uh, disagree with my guy, Chad, and agree with Derek and Cree Carter, or is it Cray Carter? I love that name. Madison is going to kill it. I agree. I, I think he, I think he's going to be very, very good uh, this year. But, yeah, you know, I would be I, – I, I would be looking to sell him right now because he is the hottest like running back name out there because of the recent um, uh, transaction. So there you go. Now, Andy, going into our next topic for today, I want to discuss potential breakout candidates. You know, for me, I look at – well, actually, I'm going to save this for my play of the week, but – I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at a few of these QBs. I'm trying to find that next backup QB, and I keep coming back to Jared Stidham. I, I want Russell Wilson to be back to where Russ was, but, man, he looked so cooked last year. And I know it was just one game, but Jared Stidham in a Sean Payton offense, I don't know, Andy, talk me out of, uh, out of, out of buying some Jared Stidham product. Well, if there's anybody that can, you know, revitalize Russell Wilson's career, it's got to be Sean Payton. I mean, right. look at what he did with guys like uh, Taysom Hill and, you know, Trevor Simeon before uh, Sean Payton left out of there. I mean, they were they found a way to score. They found a way to be productive. They found a way to get things done. Um, and and so I, I think that if anybody can get the most out of what Russell Wilson's got left in the tank, it's going to be Sean Payton. But I, I do like – I really like hedging that bet with Jared Stidham. I mean, he, he does he does check a lot about it. Plus, you know, you go back and you look, you got the, the rookie cards and Patriots uniforms and stuff like that, and people are going to get excited about how well he played coming down the stretch last year for the Raiders towards the end of the season. So it's kind of like that recency bias. You know, he did okay in college, all those fourth-round draft capital. So, But I think that um, – yeah, I think that Jared Sidham, I mean, what has he got to lose at this point? And they've got great weapons. I think a lot of people realize Denver had an elite defense last year, but their offense was just so bad that it did not do the defense any job. I mean, the defense was at elite. It was a borderline a Super Bowl caliber defense, but the offense was just atrocious. So, you know, if they could just get that offense back, and they've got good weapons. You've got you've got a classic X receiver in Cortland Sutton. You've got Jerry Judy, 
you know, able to get great separation. You add Marvin Mims as a as a field stretcher, and you got um, Tim Patrick as a possession style receiver. I mean, it's like what's not to like about this offense? And um, I mean, if anybody get it back on track, it's going to be Sean Payton. I want to talk about one team, and I want to look at the football card aspect of it, Andy. Um, before we get to a few more comments. I decided to go through and look at the depth charts of all the NFL teams because one of my favorite things to do, Andy, is bet over under win totals, right? Now, spend more time doing the college football um, SEC stuff because it's my job, but I love doing NFL win total bets, and I always like to pick one. And, Andy, I don't, I don't want to jinx it. I've never missed the one that I actually took. I, I, I'm still undefeated on it. And one team – that just keeps popping up in my mind are the Cleveland Browns. That roster is loaded. Abso-freaking-lutely loaded with talent. And I understand the division is going to be absolutely brutal. I think, you know, talent-wise, it is probably the best division in, in all football when you look at, you know, rosters from, from top to bottom. And I know my guy Joey B is in the division. You know I love me some Lamar. And uh, the other team has a Hall of Fame coach, the Steelers. What do you guys think about the Browns next year? And Andy, from a football card perspective, is there anybody uh, on that team that, that interests you? Well, I think they're all undervalued. The team as a whole is undervalued. Um, I would say, like, I have the highest confidence level in Nick Chubb, first and foremost, I have the highest confidence level in Nick Chubb. I definitely want to hedge that with the uh, fragility at the running back position. I think Nick Chubb set up to absolutely smash this year. Um, no more Kareem Hunt. You know, Kareem Hunt's out of the way. Jerome Ford is. He's a promising, uh, you know, second-year breakout player. So I absolutely want to hedge my Nick Chubb investment with some Jerome Ford. I absolutely want to handcuff because I know – there's a high chance I'm going to hit big on one of those. Um, a great offensive line and a run-first coach in Stefanski. And you've got to think Deshaun Watson gets better this year. And they've got solid weapons all the way around. I've always been a fan of David Njoku. Um, I think he's a great value at tight end. And I'm really interested to see how this uh, wide receiver room shakes out. Does DeAndre Hopkins go back to partner with the with Deshaun Watson? I know that's definitely a possibility. Um, Amari Cooper still got some solid prices on his his rookie stuff. I just think he always will with his draft capital and, and the college resume he has from Alabama and stuff. And it's 2015, so you know that's always there. I always like to buy like five dollar rookie ticket autos of Donovan Peoples Jones though because he's got a okay. 99 percentile burst score and he's got great hands. So I think he's a great deep deep ball guy. If Deshaun Watson can you know start getting that going again, I think there's a lot of uh, potential targets uh, for the Browns. Good team, solid team. I love me some. I love this. So you I mean you could get? I bought this for a dollar, uh, two dollars out the door on eBay. So like basically the cheapest you can get a David and Joku silver rookie. I bought a, a few. I really like him. I've been picking them up in some some underdog. Uh, fantasy drafts now uh andy the chat is going absolutely nuts about my dear beloved new orleans saints 
I've I've made some money on flipping some Derek Carr cards in the offseason. As you know, Andy, one of my biggest flips was a a Derek Carr super short pin uh, rookie auto from a few summers ago. And it looks as if the chat is is talking themselves into uh, Derek Carr and the Saints making a run this year. I, I think I think it's definitely possible. On paper, you look at the Saints. The NFC South is incredibly soft. Like just oh god, the the Bucks uh, OTA clips is they're just terrible. If any, if, if like I said, they can make you look bad or good. Right now, both Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield look like absolute garbage in OTAs, which is not good at all. Um, and, and so it's like when you look on paper, the Saints do look like the top dogs in that division. Uh, I, it's just, it's going to be, it, I think it's going to be interesting to see how good the Atlanta Falcons actually are. Can Desmond Ritter actually step up and become a decent NFL quarterback? That's, there's a lot of ambiguity there, but I think ultimately, I think they're going to under, underwhelm, uh, even though Bijan probably do just fine, you know, for all those guys out there. Uh, but then the Panthers, I think are, are a wild card Carter. I think the Panthers are a wild card to contend Bryce year uh, Bryce Young's first year just with how good he is he was in Alabama to commanding Ooh. an offense and throwing the ball I think people really gotta gotta watch out for the Panthers because they have an ab- above average defense that I think is underrated and they they have they could have a sneaky good offense uh this year so I'd say watch out for the Panthers. I think they're going to contend for the with the Saints for that division. I think Derek Carr may be on the decline, and your coaching and Dennis Allen. I mean, it's just terrible. I, I hate to say it, but I'm not a fan of your coaches there in, in New Orleans. Yeah, and I I think the coaching in the division is so bad. Uh, I I don't know about Arthur Smith too much, but uh, Todd Bowles I think was the first coach to go under the win total with Tom Brady as his quarterback. Um, it's 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 wild. So in the chat right now, let me know who you guys. I want everyone right now. Who is your pick in the NFC South? If you're listening to this on a podcast, even two months from now, who is your pick for the NFC South champion? Because that team will host a playoff game. So, um, very interesting stuff. I I am staying away from Derek Carr though. I I am. Uh, I, I think I think he'll be fine. Once again, this Saints offense is absolutely freaking lootly loaded, but I don't love the play calling. Uh, that offensive line should be okay, but still, it it is Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is your quarterback. Yes, the Raiders defense was never really good with him. Yes, he went through all different types of chaos, off field, on field. But Derek Carr is just going to play wild, chaotic games. It's just who he is when he is your quarterback. So I'm like a Derek Carr, but I don't think I'm going to make a play on his football cards right now. But, Andy, since we are on the topic, I'm going to go ahead and give my play of the week since it is on the topic, and it's Miles Sanders. I don't think Miles Sanders is that great of a talent. I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can. He is a solid player. But the Panthers' backfield competition is Chuba Hubbard, who I think is decent. But the Panthers' pass catchers leave a lot to be desired. I think Jonathan Mingo is a little bit of a reach. Um, Thielen and DJ Chark, 
and Terrace Marshall, obviously two of those guys uh, I love dearly. But I think Miles Sanders is going to get a lot of volume next year. And I mean a lot. And look, I I think he's going to catch more passes because Bryce Young loves throwing to the running backs. And I I just think he's in for a a situation where he's going to have some really good spike weeks. And I was looking at some of his autos uh, before, you know, the show today. You can get some rookie autos, 14, 13 bucks. I'll take that all day. If he has one good week, I, I think that at least goes over 25 Thirty dollars. Um, he's got some name recognition, so I think Miles Sanders um, is a very, very interesting play. Now, I was going to say that for the end, as I probably should have, but uh, but Andy, I I love opportunity and Miles. He got a nice little deal here. I think he, I think they're going to wear him down. Yeah, I mean, there's not much competition behind him on the depth chart. I think Chuba Hubbard can definitely be a hedge play with Miles Sanders, especially when you look at how, you know, Miles Sanders, he he played a full season last year, but 2021, 2020, and 2019 even, he played partial seasons uh, due to injuries, but he does run that four, sub 4-4. Four, four. You know, he's fast, he's explosive. The guy, obviously, you know, the line was really good last year, but he, um, in, in Philadelphia, but he's been on average about a five yards per carry type of guy. I think you're right. I think he's going to get a ton of volume in this offense, can also receive, uh, receive the ball, all-purpose skill set. He's a guy currently going as like the, what, RB15. So especially now with, with people not only in underdog fantasy, but also in the hobby prioritizing wide receivers over running backs, the running backs have fallen to a point where you can get them at – an incredible value like you're talking about five dollar rookie ticket auto you know pick up miles sanders in like the 12th round of a fantasy draft or something you know so it's like yeah now all of a sudden there's there's great value in these guys and it doesn't take much to produce a nice profit on them so look the chat the chat's already made moves on miles sanders I, i'm i'm telling noah about the flood here i mean goodness chad and and mr t have already been Making moves on some miles, I, I like that. Uh, Origins on card auto for a for eleven eleven out the door. Are you kidding me? I love it. So, yeah, it, it is very interesting. And look, Panthers aren't going to have the biggest fan base. They're probably not going to be that good. But go watch Bryce Young last year. Lots uh, of checkdowns. Now, some of that is because he had Jameer Gibbs, but still, um, there you go. Now. Andy, uh, we'll take a few more questions before we get into a hobby tip of the week. We want to make first-timers feel absolutely welcome. So let's go back to Cray, the latest uh, thoughts on Desmond Ritter. Uh, we touched on him uh, last episode at length, uh, but neither one of us are, are really big fans, Andy. No, I just can't get I just can't get in on him. You know, we just talked, broke down the NFC South. We know how closely the the quarterback success in the hobby is tied to actual win-loss record and also MVP consideration in the playoffs. I don't see Desmond Ritter getting there with them. We also know they could very easily move on from him. It's just third-round draft capital. Uh, they could easily move on from him. If, if they finish 3-14 and 14 this year, which is a very realistic outcome for the Atlanta Falcons, 
and they're, they're going to go out and draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May next year. You know, they're going to move on from Desmond Ritter, uh, who does have like a good athletic profile. He's a fast guy, but he's, I mean, from what I've seen thus far, he's more or less a clone of like a Marcus Mariota type of player. And uh, there, there's, there's issues, I think, around his scan uh, processing and his decision-making ability okay. under pressure and making those accurate passes when you need to. One team, Andy, that I feel a little weird about are the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so comes out today. We got this. We got a situation here with Stephon Diggs. Then Josh Allen just now said, "Well, it's uh, it's going to be okay." Allen says, "Yes, Stephon Diggs is back. Apparently, he didn't show up. I don't know the full story." So, Bills Nation, uh, I know Jay Van Castle is is our guy. He he promotes us more than anyone. So I don't want to get anybody mad out there with, with the Bills Mafia because you guys might throw me through a table. Um, you guys don't want to do that really well, but and yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about the Bills this year, right? I, I'm I wasn't in love with their first round pick, Kincaid. Um, the defense, no Leslie Frazier this next year. Some people might think that's a good thing, whatever the case may be. He, he's gone. I'm not sure McDermott is the guy, and Josh Allen's a quarterback that everyone tells he is is great. It's very clearly he is a cyborg and he is a great quarterback, but prices have not met what reality has actually shown up to this point. And your thoughts on the Bills from a football card perspective? Yeah, so touch on that, Stefan Diggs. Uh, at twelve fifty-five, so just just two hours ago, before this, actually, Adam Schefter reported Stefan Diggs will attend mandatory minicamp. Less than an hour after Sean McDermott said he was very concerned about Diggs' absence from minicamp, uh, I guess Diggs' agent reached out to Schefter and said the the star yeah. receiver would be there for the entirety of minicamp. He just recently met with McDermott, the Bills' GM. It's just, uh, I guess Diggs has been a no-show at all team off-season activities after storming off the field. Um, we'll finally get together with his teammates sooner rather than later. But that is that is odd. It's almost like, you know, his agent saw Sean McDermott say that and then had to do a little damage control, which, I, you know, Stefan Diggs is very passionate. He's wanted to be a winner. He's been ready to be a winner and put a ring on his finger for years now, and it, and it, and it hasn't worked out uh, for litmus of different reasons, not to his his fault, really. So, you know, I, I definitely am worried about the Bills. They've got that, man, it's almost like oh, always a bridesmaid but never a bride kind of story going on with the Bills, and I feel like that's been going on for eternity for them, and I'm, I'm a I'm afraid they might get stuck in that again. The division just gets harder. You add Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, division just got a lot harder. You know the the Patriots are always going to contend, and the um, the Dolphins are now contenders with the way with that with how good that team is. You now boost up the defense. Defense is going to be a lot better this year if two is healthy. The offense is electric. Uh, they got a tough schedule. Bills have very tough schedule, so. Um, if you look at the prices right now of where specifically Josh Allen kind of leading that pack, man, it's hard to, it's hard to buy in. It's hard to buy in at those prices. Um, 
you know, you know, he's got, you know, he's got a really long lead. He's going to be around for a long time, but I'd, I'd rather make a play on a guy like a Khalil Shakir who's going to occupy a lot of vacated targets, the second year player that a lot of of scouts really liked and Bill's fans. And, you know, you look at the beat reporters on Khalil Shakir, they like what he's going to do out of the slot, taking over that Isaiah McKenzie role, that Jamison Crowder role that they tried to fill last year. Both those guys are gone. He steps up, he takes over. I mean, there's a little opportunity for a second year guy that's got $5 rookie ticket autos once again, I'm not spending 1500 on Josh Allen, spending five on a, on a uh, wide receiver, you know, two or three on the depth chart and, and make maybe some flips on that guy. Aaron Rodgers in division two, Andy. That makes it a lot tougher, man. That makes it a lot tougher because you know that this is pretty much last one or two years of Rodgers career. He's going to be pushing really hard. Uh, and Rodgers is also notorious for slowing down the pace of play. And we know the Jets have a uh, – they're another team that has a legit top five, like Super Bowl caliber defense. And they're no joke, man. And things are just got getting harder and harder for the Bills. And, you know, losing Brian Dable, like you said, going back to that, uh, losing Brian Dable as their offensive coordinator, I think it's a pretty big hit, a pretty big hit to their – offensive creativity and play calling. And I, I just don't think you could put everything on Josh Allen's shoulder, continue for him just to be the Superman of, of, of the offense, him and Stefan Diggs. Um, I don't know that Dalton can keep. Yeah. I didn't really understand that draft pick. I mean, I like it from like a fantasy tight end premium type standpoint because Dalton Kincaid, a great receiver in college, but you just pay, they paid Dawson Knox a bunch of money. Like Dawson Knox has got like a top 10 tight end contract in the NFL. And, and then to go out and draft in the first round, Dalton Kincaid, when you could have focused on defense, could have focused on the offensive line. I don't know. It's kind of strange. Yeah. And what's interesting is Josh, you could see Josh Allen's card. Let me see. It's right here in our, in our backdrop. Um, it's hard, right? I, I, I've said what I've said in the past about Josh Allen and Justin Herbert in particular. It's just hard for even those guys to have the upward mobility in the AFC. And once again, as uh, you know, people that want to buy cards and potentially hold them, Andy, you, you've you've done tons of research. We've you know shared this a gazillion times. The two best times to sell a card is right before the season or if a team makes a Super Bowl, the hype cycle before the Super Bowl is always just going to be so insane. Now, if these two guys were in the NFC, it would be a completely different story. But, you know, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, there have been there's been so many thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions, uh, a million for a Herbert card in the past. It's hard. And when you start looking, especially at the Super higher up cards and the losses that people have been taking on these cards. If you're going to get an A-list quarterback, the price matters so freaking much. So uh, it's very, very, very important. Now, we we do have some Tua discourse happening, Andy. Uh, We went through this last offseason. I've been telling you guys, be freaking careful with Tua. A lot of people filled my DMs. Carter, you're wrong. You're wrong. And, you know, he eventually got hurt, and we don't know how the rest of his season would have played out. 
I still am not in love with him. I, I, I'm just not. The help does play a little bit into it, Andy. But once again, to his prices. One good thing, though, with it, though, since there are so many good quarterbacks in 2020, Andy, you can do, you know, price matches with, with Tua and see where he is compared to other quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, and he's a lot lower. I mean, he's pretty much at Jordan Love prices now. No. You know, him and Jordan Love, and I think we've seen a lot more from Tua to know he's at least pretty decent. He can actually be a top 10 quarterback if healthy on the field in specifically a Mike McDaniels offense with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. You know, and, and and imagine if, you know, I know they added Devin A-Chain, who's got a lot of speed, but if they potentially add Dalvin Cook, that adds another layer of of uh, dynamic, you know, run game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think Tua is going to be just fine if he can stay healthy, but there's a lot of risk involved in, in, in buying his rookie cards, even at the current prices, be, just because of the fragility of him potentially being forced into retirement. Um, I think if that's the case, you may have a spike on that happening, just like we saw a spike. It's unfortunate, but this happens. It's a phenomenon, right? Like the spike we saw in DeMar Hamlin. When players have these tragic incidences that set uh, like a freak accident that nobody's ever seen before. Dwayne Haskins' card spiked whenever he got hit by a car on the side of the interstate last year before the season. It's like a tragic incident that was a freak accident but the cards temporarily spike. And I mean, these are people buying them and actually paying. Like I personally sold a Dwayne Haskins uh, Prism PSA 10 in that time period uh, for a good profit. You know, it wasn't any price gouging or anything like that involved. Uh, it was just, I, you know, a card I had listed on there forever and eventually moved, right, when that happened. So it's like those, those things do happen. So they're, I hate to say it, but there's a potential that Tua set some kind of precedent in um, – brain research or concussion research precedent you know it's like because i i personally can't think of another guy i've ever seen get concussed so easily and then to the extent that he that his body reacted with the seizures and locking up and stuff on the field so i hate to wish that on anybody but um you know there's always that other side of, of the coin something like that could happen the cards could spike based on that event i'm just saying yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on that. Like, I wouldn't be investing into Tua. Part of that is morally, but also part of that is, you know, it, it would take, like, obviously a freak of nature kind of thing for that to happen to him. And I hope it doesn't happen to him. I like Tua. I, I, I really do. I think he's a very interesting guy. But, you know, he just got married. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, going to be a, a an interesting year for him because – you know, how do you go about it? How do you go about playing around something like that? Sometimes you just can't. You know, this is a very uh, violent sport, so I wish to enough but the best health-wise. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I would, as just a football card person, I would never just bank on finding the next uh, person who might, you know, get that that that, that freak incident. But, uh, but yeah, you know, Tua, as far as like processing and, and playing is concerned, he's decent. He's he's really, really decent. I just don't think he is great. Uh, so it's it's risky. It is very, very, very risky. And I, I would just stay away. But honestly, all this stuff is very risky and his price 
compared to the other guys in 2020 is lower. So uh, there you go. Now, uh, we get into hobby tip of the week. And I think for me, um, I look at card shows. I, I, I always go back to this. Go to card shows. Go. Even if it's not a great card show, it's a very fun experience. Check it out. As as we mentioned earlier, go through the dollar bins. But as Hector pointed out as well earlier, if you do go through the dollar bins, make sure you're able to sit. Because if you're hunched over, uh, it can be a very painful experience. So um, when you go to a card show, go to the dollar bins and um and enjoy yourself but just go to a card show in general it's always going to be fun and uh in particular go to the national because we will be there andy for you hobby tip of the week um sell saquon barkley this is my hobby tip of the week sell saquon barkley i don't know if he's gonna derail his career with this contract situation but similar to to dalvin cook i mean teams are just not willing to give these 12 15 million dollar running back contracts anymore you know it's it's not it's not the same uh as it used to be he's now 26 years old um he has had a couple major injuries but he's proven that he's come back fully we know he's got an incredible work work ethic if you look at his height adjusted speed score it's the top in the league amongst active running backs so that goes a long way. He also has still about $150 rookie ticket autos. Uh, so his rare stuff get really pricey. Um, if you look at a report just yesterday, uh, when asked whether or not Saquon would consider sitting out the 2023 season, he said, that's a card I could play. So it's like whenever I hear a player saying that, that's not going to sit well with Brian Dable. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley here, but I think you guys should sell him now. I disagree. I do. I think, I, 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 I think he's playing next year. And I think he's going to be good. I still think he's got juice left in the tank. I just don't think any, anybody's going to do the Le'Veon Bell thing again. I, I, I just don't think anyone's going to set out a full year because it was a disaster for Le'Veon Bell. And I love how he fits into what Brian Dable's doing. And I hate, absolutely hate that backfield behind him. So, you know, I, I, I do think that they'll, they'll come to a consensus. Do you want Saquon to sit out with that running back uh room not being that great at all and Daniel Jones is your quarterback and not the best set of receivers Andy I, I don't think so I think uh Saquon has a little bit more leverage uh than most other running backs because with Dalvin Cook okay sign R we still got Justin Jefferson we drafted Jordan Addison we still got TJ Hawkinson and Kirk Cousins is is, is can can throw he's proven to be good in other systems right Daniel Jones has had one great year, and it was his past year, and that's even arguable if it was great. And it was with Dable, who has made a lot of quarterbacks look great, college and pro. So I – I once again, Saquon's par- prices are still high. So if you want to sell them, especially if you got cheap, uh, especially if you got in cheap, go ahead and do it. But, you know, if, if I got in at, at a Saquon auto at like 
150. I think he's going to play next year. I really do. And I think he's going to be good. Now, as far as holding him long term, no, I don't do that with any running backs. But I, I still think he's, I, th- I still think he's going to be uh, pretty good, Andy. But I'll, I'll let you respond. Yeah, well, I, and then I think if I mean, yeah, I agree with you. The depth chart behind him is absolutely terrible, um, and so there's not any competition. But I, I just don't think he's going to get back to that rookie form. Like I, I mean, there was a couple games down the stretch last year like uh, week 17 where he finishes the RB 38, you know, or uh, week 11 against Detroit where he finishes the RB 39. So he kind of bounced around there like week 14 against Philadelphia, RB 31. It, it was, there were definitely games last year where he, he vanished and it was like, where's Saquon? I know it's part of the game plan, part of the game script, but he's obviously very involved in the receiving game. 57 receptions last year. Uh, not not a career high, but a very solid, respectable number overall. The RB five on a uh, PPR fantasy points per game basis. So, I just I, I don't think he's ever going to get back to that rookie form. I think that he still has like elite running back prices, and I think that it's smart to get ahead of his his uh, age decline production. So, I just think it's smart to get ahead of that. I personally, if I had him, I would be looking to flip them heading into the season. Maybe once that news comes out that, hey, they did, he did agree to a, uh, maybe even in a short term deal, he signed his franchise tender, whatever they agree to, and he is going to play that, or maybe he signs a big contract, a big three year contract, Carter. Boom, sell it because, you know, it gets a big bag of money. We saw what that did to Leonard Fournette last year. So I'm not saying that it's the same, but. I'm saying that I want to get ahead. I think people should get ahead on the uh, age decline production from Saquon Barkley by selling heading into this season. I like it. I, I, I wouldn't hold him past this year. I do agree with you on there, but I think he's got one more good year. Now, it's like you said, I do agree principle-wise. I, I This could be it. This could, this could be hit for him. Now, let's get to a few more uh, questions, Andy, before we get into play of the week. I like you getting spicy, though. I like when we disagree. I love it. Uh, Let's go to Bob. Said it before. Keep an eye out on deals. Aaron Rodgers rookie cards. If he sniffs a Super Bowl with the Jets, his cards will rocket. I agree. Yeah, especially a hot start, you know, because it's the hot start. And if they don't get off to that hot start, they're not being talked about in the MVP circle or the the elite teams type circle. The cards do dip heading into November. That's what happened to Tom Brady the first year he came to Tampa. Uh, There was a lot of critics saying he was washed out of the gate. I think we we played the Saints week one. It was like a rough start. You know, Brady know what down it was. He's throwing picks. You know, you never know. That could happen to Rodgers. Week one, they got the, the Jets do have a tough schedule, but um, definitely look at the like you're right. If he sniffs the Super Bowl, he makes the Jets make the playoffs this year. There's going to be a big appreciation in Rogers' prices because they know he's gonna he's gonna get close. Uh, he's definitely gonna sniff it. That's gonna cause that's gonna cause an increase because I they really haven't reacted um, in a majorly positive way. I think there's a lot of people hesitant there to get in on the Rodgers hype train. Saw his gold refractor just sell for 7K. 
uh, not too long ago. That was just rookie gold refractor. But yeah, I, I, I mean, sure, if he actually does get it done, he's got Garrett Wilson, and I, we, we've shared before, we, we are Garrett Wilson uh, people here on the card quest. So uh, there you go. Travis says Matthew Stafford comeback player of the year at plus three thousand. I, I am so out on the Rams. I I am. I I think that defense is a disaster, and that's saying something with Aaron Donald on it. Um, but yeah, you know, if, if the defense is bad, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford should be able to, you know, go absolutely wild. But outside of those two and a few other pieces, I, I just do not like the Rams going into next year, Andy. Yeah, I, I still think they're gonna they're gonna struggle. NFC West is a tough division too. I I think Stafford he's gonna start the season. I think there could be some beginning of the season hype, but it's tough, man. So we're talking about we'll parlay this with um with Cray's question here. So the Rams open the season up in Seattle in 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 Seattle against the Seahawks. That's a tough divisional opponent that just came off a smoking hot season making the playoffs. I've got the Seahawks winning that game, Carter, in their in their stadium with how loud it is. Matt Stafford coming off injury, Cooper Cup coming off injury, the defense depleted. They lost Jalen Ramsey. It's like, man, I I don't I don't know, man. I'm I'm with you. I don't I think the Rams are going to struggle this year. I don't know how good they're going to be. I definitely think there's going to be a lot of of throwing if Stafford's healthy. So you could maybe say Cooper Cup has a little bounce back, but they play. The 49ers in week two, and then the Bengals in week three. That is not a opening three game schedule. I want to attack at all. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I am out. Uh, you could see some Stetson Bennett, as Chad points out, um, just to see what they got. You know, why, why not? Um, Stetson is old, uh, but it doesn't matter as much at quarterback as it does uh, at other positions. Um, Cam Akers, yeah, I'd flip him now. I, I think he's I think he's cooked. I do. Um, Diamond T Sports Card says, foot, once again, it, it goes back to what we started the live stream with today, Andy. It's highlight camp season, the underwear Olympics. Uh, Diamond T's got Tua as his avatar. Uh, uh, there you go. That's juicy. I love it. But, yeah, I, I'm just telling you. Highlight camp season, everybody looks good, Andy. Everybody. The two highlights are some of the best. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Even when he underthrows Tyreek, it's it's still it's still awesome. And and every time Tyreek is in front of the media, it's like Tua throws the best ball ever. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm going to be the first 2,000 yard receiver. I love it. Juice it up, baby. Um, odds on Jared Goff to win MVP around 40 to one. Well, there, there's absolutely going to be hype for him. I, I'm I'm impressed that he's actually making the the Vegas odds because I mean, uh, let's be honest, it's been a first for a while for him. Uh, but you know, he he's had his he's had his time in the sun, so he's about to have it again with the with the Lions, man. And they open that season up Thursday night, opening game against the Chiefs Thursday night football. There's going to be a lot of hype, a big storyline, especially when they spend that number 12 overall pick on Jameer Gibbs from Alabama and uh, everybody loves them. Some Amon Ross St. Brown and um, you know, they spent second round early second round capital on Sam Laporta. They needed that tight end to fill 
a void for TJ Hawkinson. There's also the storyline around Jamison Williams, their first round wide receiver being suspended uh, for uh, six weeks based on the league's gambling protocol of college football. And, but he's apparently being mentored by Calvin Johnson now. So, and Calvin Johnson is apparently back in with the team after, um, after being on the outs with them for so many years based on like money they owed him and stuff. And so it's like, there's going to be a big storyline. You also, you've got a lot of improvements to the defense. You got Aiden Hutchinson, a big storyline around him. So there's going to be a lot of hype for them coming into that opening night game against the chiefs on Thursday night. I love it. Uh, Derek says acres looks good at the end of the season. He did, but I, I'm just not a big Cam Akers guy. I, I'm 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 just not. Kyron Williams will be on the lookout. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, fire in as many questions as you guys want to get in here at the end. Um, Andy, play of the week. Well, so so what I'm doing? Yeah, I've got I've got the um, the opening schedules uh, pulled up, and I have been analyzing those those first three weeks actually the first four weeks, which I feel are most important. So some of these teams I've got highlighted green are teams that I want to target. So I really like the the Ravens opening schedule here. I also like, you know, Ted Monken. I know we've talked about uh, Lamar Jackson in the past. I'm not sure when's the last time I mentioned the name J.K. Dobbins, but he is 100% still my top undervalued running back uh, heading into this season. Absolutely love me some J.K. Dobbins. Like if I look at where his height adjusted speed score here is a 114.6 at just 24 and a half years old. Like, are you kidding me? He's, he's, I mean, he's right there in the same elite top 10 category with guys like Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall. You, you can see the height adjusted speed score list there. Look who's at the, the top right under Saquon, Antonio Gibson. Active okay. players, 25, man. I love the commander's opening schedule as well. So I'll give you guys two plays if I mentioned J.K. before. Antonio Gibson, 100% love. They play the Cardinals opening week at home. It doesn't get any better than this for positive game script to set up Sam Howell, to set up Antonio Gibson, to smash week one. I look at all the commander's weapons Right now, under new ownership, uh, you know, it's a new new offensive coordinator and Eric Bieniemy. It's obviously it's going to get better. He knows a thing or two about pass catching running backs, Carter, uh, which Antonio Gibson is. He was a receiver in college, moved over, incredibly explosive, not the plotter like Brian Robinson. Uh, so there's two, I think, really good skill position plays for you. And I gave mine a little bit earlier in um, Miles Sanders. So we'll go through a few more here. Roberto, what's your thoughts on Christian Watson? Not just a prism, a low-numbered prism. Sell or hold for C. Watt? Well, see, I think this is when you got to ask yourself, right? you got to ask yourself, how much, how much money do you have in that card? How much is that a percentage of your overall hobby bankroll? And is there anything that you could get into better for the profit you can get right now? He's incredibly hyped up heading into a second year and there's a lot of unknown. He's looking great. I saw a, a clip from OTAs earlier with him and Jordan love. I mean, it's going to be highlight city with him. He's incredibly fast and explosive. 
Carter, um, and he showed some alpha tendencies last year that can that can lead him to being an alpha wide receiver for the Packers. And if Jordan Love is good at all, that could be that could be a big thing, you know. So um, I'm not sure. It's it's unknown. I'm on the side of flip for profit on Christian Watson just because I don't know how good this Packers offense is going to be with Jordan Love behind center. It is promising, though. I'm tempted to almost buy some more Jordan Love cards. I'm always in the market for guys like A.J. Dillon, sell Aaron Jones. He's clearly over the age apex, and he's going to be gone after this year. I mean, they, they restructured his contract to basically this is his final year. He's going to be gone, and it's going to be the A.J. Dillon show. So I'm, all, I'm always in on him in his prime, and I'm tempted to buy some more Jordan Love. But Christian Watson's so expensive. If I didn't rip that out of a pack, it's going to be really hard for me to justify the price I'd have to pay to buy that as a single. Like Christian Watson, I don't love him, but I will say the one thing about him is right now he's being drafted really high in underdog fantasy because – he plays a very exciting brand of football. So let, let's to, to use an example here. Let's say George Pickens versus Deontay Johnson, right? George Pickens is younger and he makes these amazing one-handed catches and uh, he, he's, he, he's got this swagger, this attitude where Deontay Johnson is more of your possession receiver, the better overall route runner, and probably, you know, the more accomplished, more complete certain player. Uh, Christian Watson has some of that George Pickens in him in that he just has this exciting aspect to his game, and there's such an unknown from him going into year two, and we have seen in recent years huge jumps from year one receivers to year two receivers, but – you go look at his rookie t- ticket auto prices for like a guy like Christian Watson. Maybe the cheapest one you're going to get, Andy, is probably around $50, $60 out the door. Uh, not the absolute worst, but not the absolute um, best either. So um, I, 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 I think you can go either way here. It, it's not he, He's not 28 where you know you just got to move it now. Still very young in his career. Uh, we go to Randy. What are your thoughts on Nico Collins? Uh, I I like his receiver room. He should get a lot of targets. But, Andy, this team is going to be bad with a capital B. Yeah, we we um, th- I touched on their, their opening schedule against the Ravens in Baltimore. I like Nico Collins uh, out of value in like fantasy. I think he's going to have some spike weeks. I think he's a guy that's going to be more hyped up going into the season with the unknown around how good the offense is going to be with new coaching and, and CJ Stroud. Um, but he's ultimately a guy that I would personally wait to November when the Texans are, you know, even, even, even if like, let's say they somehow miraculously pull off a five and five start, uh, he's still going to be undervalued unless he's like a top five wide receiver in the league, which I don't see that in his his range of outcomes right now. So there would be asking for a lot. He's a guy personally. I'm just going to wait unless I'm a super fan of him. I'm going to just wait till November to potentially buy some super cheap stuff. You know, Andy, I want to know, are you building your Nikola Jokic collection? <laughs> No, 
No, no Nikola Jokic? Are there, are there no Jokic collect? I just love that the best player in the world of basketball right now got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. I freaking <laughs> love it. Ha, ha, ha. But there you go. But as Andy um, pointed out, a lot of you joined in late. And you don't have the patience to go back to the very beginning of this episode. But the NBA is over. All right. Now, there's a bunch of young baseball prospects out there. The Dela Cruz uh, kid for the Reds looks spectacular. And then, of course, you know, you do have the NBA draft coming up. And the Win Binata products are out there. And, Andy, one low-key thing to keep an eye out for in the world of sports cards we have talked a lot about Bowman Chrome. We have not talked a whole lot about release schedule on today's episode. We'll save that for next week as far as like um, release schedules. But Andy, have you seen the Bowman Chrome cards with the women? Like the Caitlin Clark cards uh, that are out there. I think that has some real, real potential. Now I bring that up. Because we've this is the first episode in, for, in a while, Andy, that we've not talked uh, Bowman Chrome U, right? Um, the reason why I think that's big is because I think like, like like Caitlin Clark, she's a superstar Steph Curry basketball player for Iowa. That could help the Bowman Chrome football because the cards look the exact same, and that might get some people to say, "Oh, look, I'm I'm a fan of the Big Ten basketball. Let me go see some." Big Ten cards. Oh, look, they got a CJ Stroud card. They they got a Bryce Young card. They got a whoever card. So just something to keep an eye out for. And I know it's a different sport, but I wanted to say that um uh on on uh for the end. Uh let's see. Uh Andy, I see you highlighted a few of these comments uh right here. We'll, we'll get to them really quickly. Uh Nathan here. Welcome to the hobby, Nathan. He just got back in the game after several years, starting with a small bankroll to get things going. Hopefully you haven't already answered this, but do you have suggestions for solid plays? Uh, yeah, 100% have suggestions uh, for solid plays. So I don't know if we touched on it in this episode, but like in a, in a hierarchy of just uh, ultimate liquidity, like being able to buy a card, easily get in and out, it's going to start with, rated rookies and it's going to start with rated rookie quarterbacks and uh guys like justin fields for me is at the top of the list right i i could i i could even look at jordan love we just talked about him but i love the value on justin fields you, that could also get your feet wet in grading because the base donors justin fields is a card you could typically pick up for like five bucks and you can and it's got a 74 percent chance of getting the psa 10 generally speaking has a very high PSA 10 grade hit rate. So I would look at, you know, those quarterbacks, uh, rated rookies, you know, uh, target some of your um, your local card shops or garage sales, stuff like that. Um, also look on eBay. They sell routinely all the time. Also look at our, um, our running back and our wide receiver rankings that we're talking about. Honestly, if you want to really accelerate your learning curve, um, I mean, I put out an article every Friday. You can go back. And, and then what I do is I do a deep dive on the player, like, you know, Carter. And then I also present about 10 different listings that 
are very, very well priced that are what we call snipes that are good deals that you can then turn around and flip for a nice profit. So um, if you really want to accelerate your learning curve, hop into our patreon.com slash football cards community, get in the discord. I mean, the guys in there are active every day, 24 seven, all football cards all day, baby. Yeah, Nathan, if you do have a bankroll set, I do recommend uh, signing up because we, we really want to help out beginners. Uh, Andy helped me when I started, and it was around Andy when he started getting right back into it. Uh, and also, uh, s- set some goals out for yourself. What what kind of collection do you want to build? Uh, I think that obviously helps uh, a long way. Uh, it saved me a lot of money when I said, hey, you know, for my PC, I wanted to do Tyron Matthew, and that helped me, you know, really focus in on what I really wanted. Uh, so there you go. Also, um, another tip, Nathan, is don't listen to Brad Nolan's advice. Uh, buying up some some Mitch Trubisky cards. That's a guy that I would uh, stay away. Uh, let's get to Jamie here. Which Trevor Lawrence cards are a steal? I bought a few fireworks, recruit, and emergent green cracked ice for cheap a couple of months ago before all his cards started to go up well congrats jamie on getting them on the low man yeah definitely congrats getting on the low what i will say is that those inserts like fireworks recruit emergent green prism are you know yeah they're they're gonna be some of the later cards to go up unless you get those grade and they come back a psa 10 that now adds significant scarcity to it in the grade uh that makes it a lot more appealing but those are unfortunately common inserts. Those are inserts right. that they made, you know, 20 different parallels of. And unless you've got the the gold one or the green prism one um, that's got a serial number that can showcase some significant scarcity, those cards aren't going to be nearly as liquid or as popular, as easy to sell uh, for a profit as just your regular rated rookie. And it's also very important to point out with once again with Trevor Lawrence that his base Donruss rated rookie and his rated rookie canvas have over a 50% gem rate, actually over 60% uh, gem mint rate in, in, in terms of the raw card converting to a PSA 10 compared to his prism, which is at about 10, 15%, his optic 10, 15%, his select cards that are, have a low gem mint 10 rate as well. So um those are just there's a lot of issues with those cards so that's why you're not going it's going to be a lot harder to realize the profit in those cards whereas the rated rookie it's just i mean it is the most liquid card in our hobby today i think if we posted a poll carter people would people would say rated rookie then prism then mosaic and then select i think those would be the top four and just like mainstream retail brands of course you've always got national treasures flawless immaculate contenders uh rookie ticket autos both optic and base that are going to be like you know cream of the crop type brands and then there's going to be lovers of spectra and obsidian out there as well stuff like that but you know in terms of just like mainstream everybody knows about them they're super liquid you can buy and sell and get out of them there's a ton of transactional data for you to say hey i'm buying at a good price based on what they've been at for the past year, that's your your rated rookies, your prism, your mosaics, and your selects. I totally agree. And and one thing, there are, for the elite quarterbacks, if you were to list who the 10 best quarterbacks are in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence would probably be on that list. 
of those 10 quarterbacks, he has the most cards out of any of them. And it's probably not that close because there was Trevor's own personal release. And then there, there's all different kinds of stuff. But it is a little encouraging, though, Andy, when I still see his rookie ticket autos go for uh, it's his numbered rookie ticket autos still consistently go for over 2K. So that lets me know that at least even though there is so much supply out there, there's still some Trevor cards that still go for a lot. And there's still some that go for a little. One thing I will say is that he does have a nice signature. Uh, and that obviously makes me happy when players take the time because his, his signature is pretty intricate. Um, uh, Joshua, what's the difference between club level concourse and the others? Which one are worth more? Uh, and, Andy, I'll answer this one very briefly. Field level, that's always going to be uh, the most short print of the select uh, variations. Um, now, Chad says field level are top dogs in select until this year. Field levels this year are now horizontal only. There's a new suite level this year. This is why it's important to have Chad here. I didn't know this. I honestly did. Did you know this, Andy? That 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 field level is well, all it's coming all? out this week. I have oh, not okay. studied the checklist. I know we've looked at we looked at the artist proofs a couple weeks back, but select is coming out this week. It's going to wow. start um, being broken open and circulating on eBay. Um, but um, but yeah, that's that's super interesting. We know that horizontally formatted cards don't do quite as well as the vertical ones. So. And field level has typically always been the most rare level of select. It's always uh, been the most popular. But this is interesting, a new sweet level this year. So I'm not crazy that they keep adding new levels. This is part of the watering down effect uh, that we talk about with select. Plus, they sell it in retail stores now. It used to be hobby only, like a really high quality product with a high gem mint 10 rate going back to 2013. It's not the same anymore, man. Or sounding like old men on lawn. The good old <laughs> days. The good old days. Well, when were the good old days? 2020. Huh? 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 2019. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. Uh, but, yeah, that'll probably do it for us, Andy, unless you wanted to get to one more. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Start. We've gone long today. Yeah. No, no, I love I love the questions. I love to help out new people um, getting into the hobby. I definitely want to help accelerate their learning curve. You know, it just makes it it, it makes it more fun. Um, yeah, I, I like a more competitive market. Um, so yeah, I'm a, a sweet level of top tier. I mean, we we honestly don't know until you know it actually all comes out. Uh, and and we know the print runs. So well, we might. I I haven't. I didn't even know this. I'm not really even looked at select uh, print runs uh, just yet. But we shall see. So trying to see if I can find it on on blowout. You know they'll have the uh, the checklist on here. For some reason, it's not even under uh, new presales. I know it's on here. I just talked to to Ryan last night. He's getting some later this week. So. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to find that, but um, I have to do some digging on. I think the sweet level, you know, they added they added club level in last year, and we know that fit right between premier and field level. And then okay. they, 
and and so I gotta think that sweet level has got to be uh, uh, like on top of field level. I don't know. This is pretty wild. <laughs> so here's what I want people to do at the end of the episode here. Think of the one person that you know is also a football card friend. Tell people about the football card quest. Tell them about our Tuesday uh, afternoon shows. This might not even be your favorite show on the card quest. You might like the Hitman and all the other stuff Andy has going on. Just drive people to this channel. Word of mouth is always the best way to help grow the card quest. I really, I'm, I'm looking at you, whoever you might be. Um, do it. Think of that one person. Think of that one person that might be thinking about getting back into football cards or is in football cards. Um, let them know. So we appreciate all the newbies. Cray holding it down. Next week, we'll talk about custom cards. How about that as a cliffhanger? We'll see you next week, guys. Peace out. Peace out, you guys. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -boom. <laughs>